0: that we are on the unceded and traditional territory of the Coast Salish people, and in particular, the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations. And I think, you know, we we really should be hearing this land acknowledgement on a daily basis. Uh, But whenever we do hear it, we should uh, think of it as a call to action so that we remember that it takes work to be an ally and to uh, work towards that allyship in a strong Relationship with our First Nations host is really important. Um, another important thing to acknowledge today is the International uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. So every year on November twentieth, we remember the uh, the trans uh, individuals in our community who have lost their lives due to uh, anti-trans violence. And um, I think this year in twenty sixteen, there were eighty six uh, internationally that have been acknowledged on this that's really important. Um, tonight's Lit 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 event is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Was that enough? Um, is the third event uh, in a series of events with Re-Reading Room, which is 221A's current programming. Um, Re-Reading Room is a project that I worked on with, in collaboration with Vincent Tao, uh, who is 221A's librarian. So this is a really important project. I want to thank 221A's hugely for supporting it, and Vincent for his collaboration. Um, And because we're all here tonight and looking at these beautiful books, I think we should mention The Bigger Women's Bookstore, which this is a restaging of. was the first women's bookstore in Canada. It opened up in 1973 and ran until 96. And so these texts that we've compiled from the inaugural catalog are super uh, exciting foundational texts and, we encourage you to come back and read them because the rereading room will be open until mid January. But if you are super excited about the books as we are, then we also have Paper Hound who has made some of these books available for purchase tonight. Mm-hmm. I feel like my Christmas shopping is already done. <laughs> um, so um, encourage you to take a look at that and want to thank uh, Kim for, for bringing those books, making them available. And uh, in addition
1: to that, um, Anahita and Danielle have also recently published books by Callen Books. And so we've got their books on the table as well, available Mm -hmm. tonight. Uh, As well as the Somewhat Urgent series chat books um, that are transcriptions of some of the previous Lit events that we've done before. So please take a moment, it's worth your time. So just maybe a little bit, you've done the introduction there. So Maybe just a quick little background of what Lit is. Lit is a uh, bi-monthly reading event that Stephanie and I put on that invites uh, writers, uh, poets, but also artists and, and those who uh, write, I guess, and, and offers a space for people to read. So uh, this is a very important thing to us because we feel there's not enough spaces to be sharing our work amongst our peers. And we wanna make sure that, that in Lit in particular, that we give people enough time to be able to read what they want. So performances or readings tend to be between 15 so it's a night of durability, so get comfortable. Um, uh, and, and for this, this night, this evening, our um, our order will be as such. Uh, I will be kicking off the evening tonight to be followed by uh, Kyla. Oh, oh, there Jameson. you go. <laughs> Kyla Jameson over there. Then we'll take a about a 15, 30-minute break or so and have some refreshments, talk with you, talk with Chat with each other, and then the night will proceed with Anahita Jamar and, and Danielle Lafrance will close down the night.
0: Yeah, so, Excellent. so why don't I uh, oh yeah. we have to read Oh as Steph. well there's a special there's also a special reading tonight. Uh, Steph has written the short text uh, in her absence. So
1: Ali's gonna yeah. read it. She's in Cairo, <laughs> Also, for those who've walked in there's so a few more faces over there if you want to get
0: Okay, so this is, uh, I'm going to do my best to channel Stephanie Lynn here. <laughs> 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 Hola, I've been trying to find the words to express how proud and incredibly heartened I am to support all the bright and hardworking people that have gathered at 221 tonight. tonight. But, I came up with something that doesn't quite accomplish how I feel, and an anecdote. I don't want to sound like a brat, but I just wish I could be there to see our readers deliver their words in this truly special space, to ogle the book spread that Paper Hound has provided, and for Lit 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 to come out of its long hiatus. Since Emma and I started Lit 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 in April 2015, we've always tried to program the event with equal gender representation and alternate their reading. I don't think anyone notices that this is something we keep in mind, but if they but I think they would notice if we didn't. Uh, in light of recent results, it seems necessary to break from this form of for this edition at Re-Reading Room. As a statement, it's like the genius gesture we could make in the grand scheme of things. It's more, it's about more than representation. We keep writing and reading, but it's also essential to amplify each other in times and places when the larger picture has completely obfuscated obst- our values. Here is where I am at. I read in a guidebook that it's not socially acceptable for women to smoke in public. The film festival I'm attending in, is in the Cairo Opera House, which is in a large cluster of buildings operated by the Ministry of Culture. There is a music library, Museum of Modern Egyptian Art, Palace for the Arts, and of course, the Opera House itself. It feels like a campus, actually a walled fortress. It has three entrances from the road, all with security checkpoints with armed security. And I don't know the names of the guns, but, uh, the big ones. (laughs) (laughs) And more within the grounds itself, and another one before you enter the cinemas. I don't smoke outside of the flat I'm staying in or the the film festival grounds, because as Jackie Chan says, I don't want any trouble. A local woman told me that it might be okay because I'm a foreigner, but it wasn't much of a comfort. Just can't seem to rid of, of the idea that the place itself, that the place it feels safe to have a public smoke break in Cairo is a couple feet away from men with guns. We all keep saying that we have a lot of work to do, and when I get back, we are going to do all of it. But for tonight, I hope you can celebrate the small victories there within our community, between the women and men who don't want this all to go to shit. Everything you're doing tonight is keeping things from falling apart, so this is more profound than FOMO. Ladies, smoke a cigarette for all the ones I can have in public here. <laughs> Kisses and solidarity from Cairo, Steph.
2: To Steph.
0: Steph. Right. So I'm going to introduce Emma, who's going to be our first reader. Emma metcalf is a writer, curator, artist, and facilitator currently based in Nanaimo, B.C. on New She is a recent graduate of Emily Carr University, where she majored in critical and cultural practices and minored in curatorial studies. A more recent turn in her practice investigates sonic space as an alternative area to investigate through a curatorial lens. Text-based pursuits in relation to art practices and production, the crisis of space, and subsequently displacement, as well as the importance of sharing and listening oral culture activities activates and preserves. Metcalfhurst is also an avid and very fortunate collaborator as co-organizer of Lit, 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 CRPC, CPE Radio Mondays and Avenue. She currently holds the position of curatorial intern at the Nanaimo Art Gallery. Here's to Emma! Hello. All right.
1: So um, my my piece that I wrote tonight is um, kind of taken from some extracts uh, from from an experience I had this summer, uh, living out in Montreal for uh, a French immersion program, a five week period that was a lot, there was a lot of things to it um, that happened, and this is just one thing of many other little clips of, of writing that I was working on, but uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it, so here you go. If you are ever to walk down the streets of Montréal in the popular neighborhoods of the Plateau, Little Italy, Outremont, Miland, or Milex, you'll find charming storefronts selling everyday goods and services that have long been romanticized from this side of Canada. From the delis, depanneurs, groceries, restaurants, cafes, laundromats, boutiques, and much more, an amalgam of diverse communities and cultures are served in these neighborhoods. It is likely that as you continue walking and familiarize yourself, that you will begin to observe a commonality emerge among some of the facades of these storefronts. In many cases, among smaller independent and working class businesses, you will notice the signage to be hand painted often directly onto the glass, vinyl withstanding, as a bold and confident choice for durability over impermanence. Gradually, a visual lexicon accumulates into a collection of unique scrawls, mixed colors, whimsical contours, bold backgrounds, and the occasional anachronistic logo blending corporate identity with a unique sense of pride for the craft and character found in the signage itself. A sign intends to communicate. Whether through icon or text, language becomes the synthesizing material to a reading, and in the context of Montréal, languages often collide and historically conflict. Montréal is a truly bilingual city. It is not uncommon to hear a convergence of languages on these streets, and people approach and address you in both English and French. The city assumes one has the linguistic proficiency to provide basic communication in both of these languages, and with the passing of the Language Act in 1969, this equality is bureaucratically protected. Despite these efforts, the protective efforts continue to unfold, evidenced by a significant amendment in 1988, as well as the introduction of the Charter of the French Language, Bill 101, in 1977, which defines French as the official language of Quebec and the language of the majority of the population. Even this past summer, Quebec passed a law that now requires large American corporations, such as Walmart, Best Buy, and Burger King, to provide proficient French signage that is comparable in scale and visibility to the English branding found on the sides of their buildings. Vigilante language surveyors also take action in the streets by photographing and reporting signs that don't follow the legal regulations. The linguistic conflict that continues to play out in these signs echoes a discriminatory history and struggle to preserve French Canadian language and culture, most poignantly summarized by Camille Laurent, the father of Bill 101, who once stated, Il faut vraiment être colonisé pour trouver l'affichage bilingue normal, which translates as, you have to be truly colonized to find bilingual signs normal. A short time after the passing of the Language Act, when vocal dissidence was strong, a notable event occurred on March 27th, 1970, called La Nuit de la Poésie. The evening was hosted at the Bibliothèque Nationale and invited 50 Francophone poets to celebrate the French language. However, one piece in particular by poet Michel Lalonde diverged away from an exclusively French form and incorporated the opposing tongue English. The poem was titled Speak White, which took its name from a discriminatory vernacular thrown by English Canadians at those speaking French in public. In a brilliant act of reclamation, Lalonde later published her poem in the form of posters and plastered them around the city for all audiences to be confronted with. In this public space, the audience extends beyond just the French and the English. And in 1989, Quebecois playwright Marco Mirone responded to the problematics of this dialectical exclusion by addressing the experience of non French speaking immigrants, reappropriating the form of speak white and renaming it speak what. Extending from Mirone's work, I think it is also important to acknowledge the existence and diversity of French Canadian patois, colonial French dialects and the original indigenous languages and peoples, the French and English, marginalized, displaced, and colonized. In my piece, I have taken the original works of Speak White and Speak What, and I've translated the works, the words flagged incorrect by the page's English dictionary autocorrect, changing them to the first recommended word. The results, as you will hear, are unfolding, awkward, but also uncanny, mimicking the collage-like effect of posters, signs, and languages also found overlapped in public urban streets. This poetic collage walks you through a continual process of change, learning, and occasionally resistance. So with that, in the spirit of Rimbaud, who once claimed, je ai une autre, or as Otto correct says, je set one after, um, I will be reading you uh, Speak White, Speak What, White Speak, What Speak. <coughs> so, <laughs> it's not hard. Um, Okay. Il s'est so beau de vice entendre, paler de paradise lost, ou de profil gracious et anomie qui tremble dans les sonnettes de Shakespeare. Nous sommes Er, people inoculate a eh, bogus, main hisomas soma's pas sounds, oh genie dune long. Parly aver, l'accent de Milton and Byron, and Shelley and Keats, speak white. A eh, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary, avoid pour repose. Sue, let chance, ruckus, do not. This word was not found in the spelling dictionary. El chagrin de Nelligan. Speak white. Parlez de choses et autres. parley nous de la grande charge. au, du monument de Lincoln, du charge gris de la Thames, de l'eau rose du Potomac. Parlez nous de cost tradi- traditions. Nous sommes un people pet brilliant, main, fort capable de précier Route l'importance des crumpets. ow du Boston Tea Party. Main quad vice, really speak white. Quad vice, get down to brass tacks, pour paler <laughs> du gracious living, a paler du standard de vie et de la grande société. Un pet plus fort. Allures, speak white. House Cosboid, de this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Nous sommes, or er, pet, our, nu Nous vinus vain, trop presse de machine. Nous n'entendons sous note shuffle, au-dessous des outline. Speak white and loud. Quarin vice, entered. De Saint-Henri à Saint-Domingue. Our quell, admirable, long. Pour emboucher doned. Des orders fixe here de la mort a outrage, et de la pause qui rafraichit et ravigote el dollar. Speak white. Tell us that God is a great big shot and that we're paid to trust him. Speak white. Chest one long rich pour achiever, main pour se vender, main pour se vender a pair, me Main pour ce vendor. Ah, speak white. Big deal. Main pour vice-dire. L'éternité de jour de gr- grave. Pour raconter one vie de peuple concierge. Main pour renters chez nous. Elster. Ah, here. Oh, el solid oye. sans vent clever. Oh, desks des rules. Main pour vice dire RQL solid. Se bouche our check jour de notre vie. A lest de cos empires. Lean me vast one long. Ajours not parlor. trust proper teach de combos a guile. Speak white. Oye alias don Cosmo. Nous sommes un people this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Main be reparations à personnel. Avoid el monopole de la correction de language. De la langue douce de Shakespeare, avec l'accent de Longfellow. Parli un Français put et atrocement blanc, comme au Vietnam, au Congo. Parli une allemande impeccable, one toile, jaunt, enter, let down. Parli, ruse. Parli, rappel à order. Parli, repression. Speak white. Crest one, long, universal. Nous sommes nés pour la comprendre. Avec simo, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Avec six mots, matrices. Speak white. Tell us again about freedom and democracy. Nous, salons sous liberty, set, er, mot noir. Coma, la miser, set, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. A coma, el sens mail à la pout de rues d'Alger. Au, the little rock. <laughs> Speak white. De Westminster, a Washington, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Speak white, coma. A Wall Street, white coma, a Watts, be civilized. A, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Note, paler, de circumstance, quad vice, new demonized, <coughs> polemist. How do you do? A news extends, vice respond. We're doing all right. We're doing fine. We are not alone. New salons do, newbie somas, past souls. Uh, so then the second. Poem is as such. Il set so beau de vice-entendre, taylor, de la romance, du vin, et de homie, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary, D'im, d'imaginer SOS couriers, des boys, des poems, dans lemurs, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Nous sommes sans peoples vent de loin. Partaker, SOS Robes. A S O S SOS Rivers, nous avoids les mots de la mandale et de Neruda, El shuffle the oral, el rhythm de hacks, speak what now? <coughs> not parents, me component, déjà plus not unfitness, nous sommes transgress, À la couleur de Félix et au spleen de élégant, parlie nous de vote. charter, de la beauty vermoule, De SOS autumns, du founts October, et assume du nobles, nous sommes sensibles aux pas cadences, aux esprits cadences. Speak what? Come on, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Dans SOS salons, hoops. Vice, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Du vicarage, des signs, and of the voice, des counter moves. You sound like them more and more. Speak what? Do person me vice compared, No, a Saint-Henri, no, a Montréal-Nord. Nous Parson La langue du silence et de <coughs> l'encuissance. Speak what? Productions, profits, et percentages. Parlez-nous d'autres choses. Des infants du, news aprons ensemble. Du garden du, new lemur ferns. This word was not found in the spelling dictionary. <coughs> Des masters et du silice impose new vote long. New vice, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. La guerre, la torture et miser, New soured note trips over SOS Mo. Pour du vice, me pas. A vice, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Aver note verse battered. A note, accents, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary. Du Cambridge et du Salvador du Chil et de Romania, de la Molise et de la Peloponnese, this word was not found in the spelling dictionary either. Note denier, regard, speak what? Nous sommes people's venue de loin, pour vice dire, du vice-net pas sols. That's it.
0: To introduce our second writer of the evening. Kyla Jameson lives and works on the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations and is an MFA candidate. Her writing has appeared in print or online for SAD Magazine, Guts, Canadian L, and other publications. She has participated in the Banff Center's writing studio and received awards from the BC Arts Council and Social Sciences and Humanities. She is a member of the Three Sisters Collective and Sad Mag's Poetry and Prose Editor. Welcome to Kyla. Thank you for
3: having me. Thanks for being here at the shitty, shitty time of 2016 um, and for giving all of us readers who are so phenomenal. I'm so excited to hear you guys read next. Um, your attention, and just um, doing the work of listening that's so valuable. Um, So I'm going to read a couple poems, everything printed (laughs) double-sided, so it's going to be awkward, but, um, and then I'm going to read a letter, Um, so I'll explain more about the letter when I get to it. Also, I don't know if anyone wants this, but if you do, um, trigger warnings for violence against women, um, feel free to do whatever your self-care looks like. Five parts rape poem, one part self-care. I kind of have to read this because, like, fuck the world right now. I try to be funny normally when I read something, but I was like, everything is sad. Um... No better than to go out. If you do go to a friend's, don't wait for your boots to dry. They won't and you can't lift the chill. If you try or wish or ask or insist, rain will fall. The mechanism is ambiguous. No one has studied it with research council dollars the way they have the pay gap and performance of gender. Even when the invisible becomes visible, the rain will still call you insane. Numbers are one thing, optics another. There's so few planes where they meet in the aisles and drink tiny bottles of booze. The flight attendant says Aloha. The pilot rapes her later. What comes after a line with rape in it? I guess what comes after a line? And I guess what comes after? Or what come after lines with rape in them? I've heard gossip saves and want to name all the bags, probable rapists, the kind you might date, you accidentally say okay after they rape you but also might not. It takes all kinds, long list, short list, crown the rapist, but I'm scared, plus I've been such a bad, bad girl, like already I've used the words rape and rapist too many times in this poem. It's 2016, and Gion's not guilty, but my credibility's shot. Hey, let's take a break. How are you feeling? Lately, I can't sleep. I put stones on my chest and try to remember Oregon coast, Pacific surf, sand-flecked wind salting my body, spinning wildly, no one calling me crazy so sadly that even I and even you wonder, is she? Gaslighting is real. Um, that poem borrowed the phrasing accidentally say okay from Morgan Parker Parker's poem, Other People's Comfort Keeps Me Up at Night. She just wrote a really good essay for, I think, the New York Times about staying sane while black. Um, that's available online. And you can like get past the paywall to get to it, which is amazing, so you should check it out. Um, this poem is called Title TBD, which was originally a placeholder, but it kind of fit. So. Like every intelligent woman full of self-hate, I have always been a perfectionist. Before I wanted to be pretty, I wanted to be on time. Most improved, most present, best. My high school history teacher emphasized obedience. Everyone I talk to remembers him fondly, I don't know why. I researched the rape of Nanjing. My paper was a failure. Nobody really knew how many people died there. I couldn't establish the simplest facts. It was hopeless. I stay up late watching Luke Cage, hashtag Black Lives Matter on my computer screen. I'm procrastinating reading the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's executive summary. I printed 360-plus pages because I hate reading. On screens, it's in one eye, out the other. Some things are hard to start. Reconciliation an individual and collective process, but also, and maybe first, there needs to be healing. I forgot I asked for an apology from the prof people say I got fired like that's what I wanted from the outset and not his respect. Can writing be healing without inviting mockery? According to Google, George Orwell said, journalism is what someone else doesn't want printed. Everything else is just PR. The TRC had to take the federal government to court three times. It keeps refusing to release the documents they need. No body count is difficult to verify unless someone wants it to be. Lately, I worry the poetry I like is just PR. It's surprising because... (laughs) Sorry. My brother asked me for girl advice. This is what's surprising. Because when I came out, he said he was afraid I'd hit on his girlfriend at family things. My dad says he worried about bringing kids into this fucked up world. He said so many things I worry have ruined me half as often as I worry I've ruined myself. I wonder about the carbon emissions of a body's decomposition. Like is killing yourself better for the planet? Anorexia runs in my family. Studies associate it with trauma and perfectionism, AKA an attempt to preempt the trauma girl bodies are born to collect. I used to think I could trade obedience for safety. When I grew up I loved a man who abused me. Of course I didn't call it abuse when it was happening. I rewrote my paper on Gallipoli. I got an A, it was easy. Internment is only two letters from internet. That's where I read they kept us in the cattle stalls. I never cared about being Japanese or felt fucked up by it. A quarter because you're wondering. FYI, Japanese soldiers raped Nanjing. FYI, it doesn't matter how perfect you are. Too long didn't read. I tried to be perfect for a long time, and it never kept me safe. TMI today, I went in the shower and shaved for so long, my calluses fell off. I don't like what this says about my politics. Like, maybe I'm secretly as misogynistic as that man who's in love with his sex doll as well as his sex doll side piece, but it made me feel so clean. Let's to hear a poem about the eve of the American election. <laughs> maybe timely? I don't know. Um, my friend Sean, who's, like, back there with a the beard, always says that I write, he always says I write political poems. Um, but then we have these, like, long discussions about what's even political and, like, isn't everything political. So this is, like, a maybe political poem. November 8th. I woke groggy, unprepared to lecture undergrads, yawned between sips of coffee, barely articulated specificity, cautioned against stereotypes, walked sleeveless in sunlight, rode an uncrowded 99 bus home, lit a candle, pulled chairs around the table, circled it with friends, talked about loving long distance, asked how to live. Called desire my guru, checked 538, hit refresh, refresh, refresh. Lay my head in Adele's lap, let her detangle my hair. Didn't want her to stop even when it hurt. Fell asleep at 3 a.m., dreamt of surfing. Woke to find the pool next door, still cyan, still walled in, free of leaves. I don't know what my symbols mean anymore. Not the ocean, or its reflection, or rain falling into its body. Annabelle has been up since 6, eaten breakfast, watched a horror movie, crossed the city. She holds my hand says, look how far we've come from where we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Annabelle says stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's like the key to writing a decent poem, maybe, is like have quotable friends. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, um, last year I wrote like 30 letters to my best friend. Um, And I think that... I was trying to accomplish a few things. I think that, like, partly being bi, I secretly, like, had this really strong desire to figure out, like, that I actually had some fixed identity that I could, like, establish and feel comfortable in. That didn't happen. So, like, 70,000 words later, <laughs> <laughs> is, like, mission to comp not. Um, <laughs> Uh, So I'm still, like, working on these letters that I wrote to her that are, like, becoming what I call, like, an epistolary autofiction, which is just, like, uh, letters about my life that I pretend aren't entirely true. Um, And based solely on the people who have had hissy fits about hating it, I think it's, like, decent. Um, So, um, I picked this letter for you guys, I don't know, I have like imposter syndrome times 2000 because this is an art space and I like can barely get dressed to leave my house um, just to go be a writer, let alone in a gallery. Um, But what you need to know for context, because this comes like really late in the project, um, the protagonist, not Kyla, but Kyla the protagonist, Has had a friend breakup, which like may be worse than a romantic breakup, in my opinion. Um, And it's worse because she was living with her friend who she broke up with. So her friend's name here is Laura. Um, The other thing you might want to know is that the person she's writing to, her name's Libby, and she has a partner named Bryce. So those people come in a little bit. And there's like maybe a Sean in there, I don't know. (laughs) Um, So there's like nine sections. Um, yeah, one, um, from Dear Libby, 28. It's already tomorrow where you are, but here it is, still, barely, the day you left. One of the last times I saw you, you suggested that since these letters began with my departure from Montreal, it might make sense to end them with your move to Toronto, each of us flying east. Two. Two. These last few weeks have been difficult, I've hardly written. First there was the chaos with Laura, then a week straight of whatever cold seems to be going around, it submerged me in a syrupy fatigue. When I was most in turmoil, my thoughts most interrupted by Laura's vitriol, the thought flitted through my head, this is exactly when you should be writing. These moments are also when writing is most difficult, not entirely impossible, but also not quite as possible as I need it to be in order to write to you. At some point in our correspondence, I think I hoped that what we were doing might function as a kind of protection against the storms of feeling that punctuate a life. Might, like keel or rudder, help me steer straight through the tempest that threaten to throw me. Is it me or my writing that I'm afraid will capsize? Me, my writing, what's the difference? I wrote to you once of a room in me where writing comes from. Sometimes, in weeks like these, the path to that room is obstructed, but even then, I know where it is. Even when I am not writing to you, our correspondence buoys me. In the anatomy of birds, the keel is a bone that extends from the sternum, runs perpendicular to the ribs, and acts as an anchor point for wing muscles, provides the leverage necessary for flight. Some birds lack keels. Among them are emus, ostriches. Birds that once flew but lost the ability in the absence of predators. This makes a pretty metaphor. When a body isn't under threat, the keel, this center line, becomes unnecessary. 3. Above the mirror that sits on my dresser, a string is suspended between two pushpins. Clothespins hold Polaroids and pieces of paper. There's a photo of you, my mom, her mom. Woman smiles at the camera. My mom's back is turned, you're spooning coconut ice cream out of a pint. Next to this is a postcard you wrote to me and tucked into my copy of I Love Dick, asking me to excuse the pear stain you left on its pages. Pears with their soft flesh are the fruit that have most often stained my cardboard covered notebooks, my books. Half a page is torn out of my copy of lies, secrets, and silence. I've made a note on what's left of the page food stain, drawn an arrow to what's missing. Next to the postcard, a Polaroid of you in the chair that now sits in Bryce's living room. Your head's to the side, you're tucking your hair behind your ear. There are illustrations by Amelia and a quote by Mary Oliver. I want to think again of dangerous and noble things. I want to be light and frolicsome. I want to be improbable, beautiful, and afraid of nothing, as though I had wings. A Polaroid with Laura in it and a graduation card she mailed me after I finished my undergrad used to be pinned among these talismans. Months ago, we argued, and I took the Polaroid and card down. Time went by. I reinstated them. Then our most recent fight flared. I took them down again. In this action, this putting up and taking down, I recalled my relationship with Taylor, the breakups and rekindlings, vacillations, toxicity. The ways I shut him out of my life and then let him back in. You're throwing away ten years of friendship is one of the tamest of the lines Laura has emailed me. You'll never find a better roommate, she wrote. Nobody will ever love you like I do, Taylor used to say to me. You'll never find a better career, I was told, when I wanted to quit modeling. I've thrown away love before. Three years of it when I finally left Taylor, forever goodbye because sometimes it doesn't matter if someone's biological dad abandoned them or their mom died of cancer or they held a stabbed, bleeding friend while they waited for the ambulance to arrive. I can't talk to you until you're healthy, dad, a man sitting next to me on the bus a few days ago said into his phone. After he hung up, he began talking to me, explaining that his father was a longshore man, that he was half Cree but without status, that he was, at 29, completing his high school requirements. Sometimes people think I'm angry, he said, but I'm just in pain. Four. I've misplaced the note you wrote me for my birthday, the one I took to Montreal. In it, you wrote of using the possessive, my dear friend, my love. I've come to think that perhaps it is okay to belong to the people we love, the ones who love us. But Laura is what happens when someone uses the piece of yourself you've given them like a handle to wrench you open. I remember Layla and her boyfriend James. How Layla's mother, dying of cancer, had said to James, take care of her. When Layla left him, he reminded her of what her mother had said, what he'd been tasked with. Perhaps he had not learned or had forgotten how letting go can be a kind of taking care. I've written so much to you of friendship, have tried to model my relationships with lovers on it. Now I'm applying what I know of ending romantic relationships to ending my friendship with Laura, using the only method that worked for quitting modeling and leaving Taylor. I'm cutting all the ties I can. Five. I recently bought a book by Sandra Dollar called Leave Your Body Behind. Nobody gets a pass in her poems. If she knew Christian Bach, I bet she'd call him an asshole in print. Does Barrett Watton want me to name check him or just wait in the wings while he uses racist terms to insult the ladies? It's the fun times we live in, she writes. I read her work and wonder whether it's not that I'm going too far, as Laura or the writing department might say, in my thoughts and actions and words, but that I'm never going far enough. Amelia invited me to a Rennie Gallery opening last week that maybe some of you remember. There is a guest list with names ticked off on iPads and free booze under tents on the roof and almost everyone was dressed in a neutral palette well-heeled. The show is called Collected Works and features 41 artists, (coughs) six are women. Ellie, someone I once organized with at UBC, works at the gallery. I'd forgotten this until I saw her at the opening. I commented on the gender ratio, she said yes, It goes to show what's available to be collected and what happens when the collector is a man. Apparently, she and another female employee had had to fight to keep one of the most famous female artists' works in the show. Without it, there would have been only five. I saw Ben, someone I'm primarily friends with on Facebook at the gallery. It sounds like you really hate your program, he said. Man hater, program hater. As though everything boils down so simply. <laughs> That's all you need to know about me. Um, we were speaking when two women he recognized approached. He introduced me to them, one of whom is someone I've met before is part of Taylor's circle of friends. Nice to meet you, I said, as though I'd never known her, and snuck away to find Amelia. Seven. As an assignment for the last acting class I took when I still lived in Brooklyn, I memorized a Symborska poem, Children of Our Era, that, as I read it now, seems to have sunk deeper into my marrow than I could have anticipated when I first read it at 14. What you say has a resonance. What you are silent about is telling. Either way, it's political. Even when you head for the hills, you're taking political steps on political ground. In an interview, Robin Cost Lewis said something that reminded me of what I wrote to you about the subject matter of my writing. She said, I would like to go into the desert and write about salamanders in the Grand Canyon, but history keeps rupturing my experience because politics are everywhere. Eight. Today I was texting Sean about the meeting you and I convened at Bryce's to discuss our letters this project. Was it helpful, he asked and I told him we hadn't really talked about it yet, but said I would liked what he said, as long as it feels honest. Nine, I don't know if I've written anything worth reading here, but even if I'm bad company on the page and in this room, I hope you'll feel it's better than nothing, and that some idea or feeling I've written of in all of this mess will make you want to say to it, stay. The sky is dark, and I want to send these words to you now before I can fix them so they'll, still be, so they'll be there when you wake. When I modeled, I used to call my mom when I landed somewhere. At some point, this ritual expired, aged out of common practice. Once, I called, and she seemed more surprised than relieved. Is there something about the first contact we have with someone when they go somewhere that reifies their departure? So when we call, we aren't just saying, I'm safe. We're saying I'm no longer where you are. It still seems surreal to me that you're so far away. But I would never say, as I dream you might to my words, stay. Okay. and we gon' Get, get,
1: get, 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 get. get, 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 get. get, get, get
2: slowly lowers itself towards the ashtray. Its shadow appears like pollen floating on the pages of the book. The body of the spider sways gently in a way that somehow slows time down. A seagull, confused, sits on the sidewalk outside my window, turning its head side to side to side, then disappears. I don't want to read about the feeling of bodies again, I don't want to read about the scent of a rose, or the kind of pining that happens when an electrical fuse blows out. I don't want to know about madness, about how this madness is a constant state of longing, of exile from exile from exile. It is a rose and a vase on the dinner table. I don't want to read about what happened to my feelings your yours or mine. I don't want to read about the textuality of our discourse or how being remains in relation to itself and other. Always a relation. Always some sort of relation. I don't want to read about how there are beautiful things in the world, or how sometimes people do nice things. The spider, still swaying, fades in and out of its background, as if coming in and out of existence. I mispronounce your name in my head, but train myself to say it the way you do. I don't want to read about how our names change against the disorientation of displacement. I don't want to read about how sometimes people find what they are looking for, or how some people are still interested in subtleties. Being dissipates, is insufficient. I want the thing in you that's dying, not the thing itself, but the dying part. I don't want to read about how we can do better fight harder, be more disciplined. I don't want to read about things that will make me feel better about myself, the world, you. I don't want to read so I look at the spider, the slit in the clouds that makes way for a patch of faded blue, the wetted sidewalk, the leaves pressed on the sidewalk from last night's rain, a passing crow, the wind moving across a puddle, slight branches, a bush, the coming moon, street lamp, door. And one is... Yes. Okay. concrete shifts to planes of view, corridor, proving the surroundings are speakable and can legitimately be spoken. I tell you, my body goes through phases. Sometimes below it, sometimes empty. But the terrain can also speak when our movement, from one place to another, bodies heavy like rocks, displaced and entwined in a ground that holds. I tell you, sometimes I forget how to feel, sometimes I forget what skin touches, how lips work. This landscape is maddening an unending speculation that makes this ground, finally, pitiful. We trace the city with our wheels, sometimes feet, and point out the materiality of history, how wealth accumulates and spills into neighborhoods, thick and viscous-like, sticky in an unpleasant way. We point to what value is inscribed, how the ownership of property perpetuates the ownership of property, how all our relations are mediated through the ownership of property. I tell you, I'm tired of anger being my primary affect. You respond, my whole life. I tell you, desire is a possibility, a rupture. The new condo's all look like the same, sterile white walls, unused bicycle racks, windows that go on for days, that somehow make us rich. I ask you, is love even possible under capitalism? You say, if desire is a possibility. In this city, subjectivity is an opening for geographic processes and the vessels in which we make concealment happen. I tell you I'm the story of a couple forms. When love shifts, possibility fades, moments stagnate, I tell you what to stop, you ask, where will I go to And I'm going to read a few things from the book. I thought, in order to make it um, kind of fit what's going on over here, these are the poems that are more explicitly The suffusal, structurally positioned, was in a blurry, when who but girls like us, ache, lost timelines, and the people, twisted in a map kind of paint, curved in finite rituals, until always this place. girls like... Regions negate, trembling a fury, incalescent skin layer, walking in mountains, post harem heavy, breathing, asleep in the bodies of girls like me, persistent in wanting, vigilante tendencies. And you know I killed that feeling of wanting, intimacy in a desert when my skin smelled like the dust of the desert, drought, wind blasted, hills crumpled under the weight. dragged absent workers, ragged dust covered, plastic sandals, the small space always poor, and movement drove over, stacks of wheat, and I don't, tangerine scent, Clay hills, the body that weapons civilian, point factory, town hum, a nausea of the beating, hum, spills numb borders, a lonely, fragment the dull, the terminate, when we sleep luxuriant, body ditch the factory, mud that makes history, Blessed here, here in the desert. Already, they killed all the lions. The body that, when we lay our provisional, in reference to obscure historical, when we possible to render women like us. Displaced body Flee behind counters, precarious to barricade, cheaper than a machine. Scrutinize are engaged, immiserate uh, words for our specific enclosure, leave behind forced smiles for low pay or no pay in the hands of Women like us collect- collectively agree or refuse to behave as. Women like, burdened with our lacking subjects of securities we live for, or die for, our love for, cheap labor, serve for, our displaced, constantly surveilled by, hegemonic to live by. Women like, leaving in kitchens in bedrooms, in poverty, etc. And this one's just a, a longer piece. We are poor technicians of desire. Um, it begins with a uh, method by Maria La Costa and something, And the poem itself is kind of in conversation. Certain ethics, oh also. <laughs> um, what is the relation of women to capital and what kind of struggle can we effectively wage to destroy it? We must hastily add, this is not the same as asking, what concessions can we wring from the enemy? What do you think about that? <laughs> By destroying the myth that mutilates us, the organization to organize autonomously, to transcend autonomy, autonomy transcends autonomy. We said, we, we said, they said, we said, they said. At any rate, perhaps the last is not the least. Now, study carefully the meaning of divide. And study the numerous influences which give the division of labor a definite character in every epoch. Or rather, as they would say, monotonous trivial chores coupled with sexual passivity, only separating words. Against so the industrialization of our bodies. And exposing the physical mechanism that dominates and exploits us, historical bodies or bodies of a history limited by a desire that is not ours, a desire that is unable to mobilize us, a desire that discredits our desires to not be enamored by the constant generator. We are poor technicians of desire. Mutilated by work multiplying forms and domains for the intervention of political action, we discover we are confronted by obliteration and consumption. A partial list, they say. One, she wants more. Grounds and lacks in power is tyrannized in so far as the political translates. But the other is more fundamental. To consume the more consumes this greater and greater consumption. Demands another kind of distribution. Of being and organizing for the money. Everything is done for the money. The money works hard. Works hard for the money. The only one who does any work around here. 2. She proliferates gesture. In production and reproduction, material and immaterial, the spaces between which her labor generates. Three, she can only want an autonomy made available by capital. Her words cannot escape it. We'll argue there has been a fundamental misunderstanding, constrained by a desiring that assumes anatomy, of women from socialized production, of heroic mother and happy housewife, of being surrounded by goods, makes love at night in the interest of the class, and never assumes to love during the day, disciplines with a forced smile, future capitalist subjects. is a biology forged by simple machines, a womb from beginning to always in which the woman is joined by her husband and children. It is precisely at this point that the whole story begins. Women make things. Politics of attack. Autonomy transcends autonomy. And jubilance. We said what they said, and now it weighs down on us. These observations, this desire that mutilates our work, our bodies. You've been in the house too long, she said. A dirty window into a dirty room. A new kind of social immobility, of bodies confined by the mechanisms of production. Against attack. Now this the family is productive. One, she is a miserable, available working population. Two, she is a monstrosity. Three, she is a changing need. Women make things because that's the only proof that they exist. Attack. Left in a wageless cushion of familial antagonism, that private ownership must of necessity develop into the expropriation of the non-workers. That private ownership translates onto bodies, translating onto other bodies. And a militant refusal to accept the definition. Anatomy transcends autonomy, transcends anatomy. And trepidation, dizzy with desire, has been spilt into signs of imitation, where a seemingly unlimited supply has been defined accurately. Their immediate class and reaffirming strategies diffuse in discourse. This passivity, I'd much rather kick in the eye.
1: bicycle. Her work deals with the ways total war and empire infiltrate social relations as well as the intersections between language, revolutionary action, and self-abolition, and love. Since 1983, she has mostly resided on the unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, Uxquamix, Stolo, and Sewuatu peoples. Danielle.
4: in the spring Um, and I wrote it during a particular time in my life where I was uh, losing my mind in a way that I didn't didn't realize that you could lose your mind again Um, (laughs) um, and there's a line from uh, Avatel Ronel uh, everything you hand in is your own caca and when Ali asked to um, so each of the tonight we uh, selected a book to be incorporated into the the bookstore and the book that I chose was one that um, my friend Megan Hepburn brought to my attention Avatel Ronell's Stupidity Uh, and uh, it I haven't read it in its entirety yet but it's all about the limits and uh, uh, repression of knowledge Um, so, and I, the other reason why I wanted that book to be in the collection is that so much of my own uh, knowledge is relational and um, like I wouldn't have come into contact with that material without my relationship with Megan. So I'm gonna, this poem is called Today Gives a Fuck. <laughs> 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 if a fungus appears, scrub harder. If the reading condescends, suck it, babies. Too long, the book is too long, she should have written a shorter book. A book, it's too long, it should have written a two, the book is shorter, she is shorter. I'm about to bleed survival strategies after I read Third Base with the Men of Bach. Because all women do is confess. Breathe, zest, shit, is indistinguishable from form. At this rate, a boring lyric is better than men. <laughs> not you. The other men. <laughs> the ones in the back. No, the front. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the good men. Now put your mouth where your mouth is. <laughs> Ass fungus infects deeper, nail butter spreads down, the answer is germinating in the question. It hurts to want something less than democracy. Malamita, phlamameda, in solidarity, in hate, we love each other. This is how we fake the détournement of our social structures. Where is the sunny girl Do not write, Sisu, for death is a silent hookup. I can't wait to see you again. Why trouble me with weights? Lucy-goosey fucking keeps us up all night. Panties in the doghouse. I wish to be alone and talk to no one, except with you. No, not with you. Convince me your annoying habit's taste of salty chips, fried gum. Write one thing, express another. I never see myself, only in the reflection of a city on fire. candity, panic, now goner. For a long time, the poem was a cipher. Cloaked, gridded classes, genes that make our poems look fantastic. I want to copy everything you write. I want capitalist poetics, poetics of revulsion, of violence. I don't want to like anything or think things are good until you are beholden to it. It grows. You are its beneficiary. You are grateful for moments when it subsides. It's already your life, your projects, and wrecks, lubricant, and yet a kiss ingratiates such blood-sister transfusions. I'll play the part of the traveling hotel, instead of a chivalrous goat. Fucking is a parody of caring. There are infections that come with it, but the fuck, cunt, you lock. An anonymous friend enters the anonymous bookstore. Your speech wavers, your eyes glossy. You break down. An anonymous friend witnesses the exact moment where your private feelings are exposed in public and escorts you into the back room. Later tonight, this intuitive friend tells you, when emotions are expressed in public, no longer contained in the enclave of the mind, the house, the seriousness of the situation is revealed and made visible. You were jealous, notice me too, talking pants off slow rider, or sputter, it's not personal, but Everything you hand in is your own caca. Helen Dumuth to the Brotherhood of the Traveling Marxists, sometimes you need to make a mess. I am pregnant. I had an abortion. Provisional health makes small steps. Puke, trail, demonology. At the bar, this might sound crazy, etc., but here, etc. I must confess that the itch is contagious. Audience, dental, damnation, frigid. You cannot sleep with all these noises. Stop thinking, South. When I say no, no, not like that, not the word. That's not the right word. Sitting with the loss of the word requires a supple religion, which I reject as I prefer not to be strangulated. Bungico umbilicus. If I want to cry, I'll move to the left. No, your left. It is remarkable to remember your genitals are more than a penis, even yours, etc. Denounce me like Moses to the golden calf. It is cr- a critical time to dress for battle, not ear candling. It is imperative to discard social safety like marriage. Desperate moments call for triteness, a list of things you and I will never do together. It's as easy as sharing a disgust for greenwashing and seal-beating. Auto-sarcophagy, I have eaten myself and still cannot finish the job. Is this girly girl stupid? If I'm not a feminist, can I still be saved? If I'm a hot knife, you're a pound of fat white butter. I'm not talking about you, face. No, not your dick. The one in my back. from my new book, uh, Friendly Fire. I usually tend to, when I read from the book, it's a bit more of a, a mixtape, um, And so, yeah, this is kind of more of a poem that stands on its own. Most art forum readers will have sex with me. Swapping art with friends in the past, it was casual. Now pieces are worth so much more. I have to be more scrupulous, hot heat distressed, mobs of women, sun heat on the backs of my calves. The oil baron daughter thinks Bartleby will have lived past excess, jerk off like the Peter Gabriel era appropriation of African music. Most of the artworks I have are mementos of friendship, But they aren't necessarily the best work of the people concerned. Most of these networks tell me what to do. When all I want is serious sincerity, my hot, oily cunt buys a drink at the Fairmont. I reinvent love, erudite jaw spasm, a sway and hip joint tug, more and more in isolation. Will HS be more bored the kinder I am to him? Forces remain indistinguishable from the marines and army, and push corpus past limits, all impossible the more police and security are married. Je vais, death drive to the sea, multiples of twice, all exponential, labor loves labor, exenia loves exenia. Some people say McDonald's is gangsta. Some people like to play who wants to be a liberal. Some people ask their doctors If the welfare food challenge is safe, some people stopped eating meat and started sucking back happy planets. Ride joy kill drawn in halves ampersand. Tilted turkey neck exposes my vulnerable protagonist. Fault line exposure vile sees little remains of happiness much less eloquent reverie Female dishonor, a damaged nose. Immaculate women are honest business partners. Snobby bitches insist on coffee as a mouth replacement. Serves as media code or semiotic system. His back tattoo scrawled in ye olde script. Social capital fracture. A tame wolf, a magic spell. He bites my honker in public. Reduce voice to sexy baby Maybe I an impasse. Am I saying friendly fire is everywhere? Nay, yay, what color is it? Everywhere, inoculate the enemy inside, outside enemy. My friend tells me I am not the enemy. I don't feel bad about people I killed. What's worse than wheeling out the driveway, crossing picket lines? The logical... Constituency, Icano, Mickey and Minnie Cooper. People who fight wars have more in common with other combatants than the people controlling lines. Commune itches, flock. See now, see the hill. Appeal cast off in the restrictive border state. Unintended errors, intentional cruelty. Isn't it a good idea to become my own master and drink my own milkshake? The same as brewing coffee. I cannot recycle the empty coffee bag. This is a high priority for ethical bean coffee. Coital dance and peace meal blowhards skip, torpor, indifferent boner, huff and puff, lobelia, ideological abandon. Pussy pink polis, Insects separated from dominant hierarchy. Librarian bobbed pink ghetto. Feeds on fruits, nuts, seeds, flowers. Invertebrates, cereals. Exists as communally to humans. Raid crops and houses. Ants, bees, nuptial flights are seasonal. Workers are wingless. Virgins lay inseminated eggs. A worker performs some sort of a microwave machine. Reproduction considered a cheap salon, dogville colony. Nicole Kidman walks out of the cinema after seeing his results. Advant- advantage of functional sterility every worker consumes, the social contract is destroyed. Post coitus blues, Björk Kunmonster eats his costume. Colony cohesion dissolves, aggressive behavior results in hierarchies and fucking is repressed. Entropy fails to measure the number of guest work, failure in handling the mouser accordingly. Sometimes a little tyranny gets this party started. His image is great when he walks. Fragile, riskier, exercises for butts. No sentence played the role of mediator here. I swaddle a grenade. He's a chicken cunt all over his body. Meme genera, shares a voice other than doubt. It's my time to shine, British Columbia. Pee harder is the minstrel amount of labor, propaganda, water breaker, pusher. Can die here. I want to die here. T'was a tome welled by clotho's thimble, flower bloom at my bare fields woven into obese, obese dreams about property. If I find value through feeling, what does a banker feel? Next time I will address how urban planning isn't home anymore, how Malacus <laughs> Menos is characterized as unmistakably feminized, how De is a French translation of Aetheria, how a decapitalized friendship molds, pupates. True freedom will always lie in the ability to make friends, fake a fuck friend, where your real friends at, on the toe beat, throat crease. I work so hard and still nobody cares, and I shouldn't either. I choose who to lie with, but don't be fooled. He put no ring on it, the target of the crime. Pop go pills, start treating me, but stop calling me friend, do not call me friend. And I'm just, uh, the book ends with three epigraphs. Um, So I'll just finish with these three. This one's uh, Sarah Ahmed. The impossibility of fellow feeling is itself the confirmation of injury. The call of such pain as a pain that cannot be shared through empathy is a call not, not just for an attentive hearing but also for a different kind of inhabitants. It is a call for action and a demand for collective politics, as a politics based not on the possibility that we might be reconciled, but on learning to live with the impossibility of reconciliation, or learning that we live with and beside each other, and yet we are not as one. And Giorgio again then. White, hard, and hot are certainly predicative terms, but is it possible to say that friend Defines in this sense a coherent class. Strange as it may seem, friend shares this characteristic with another species of non predicative terms, insults. Uh, And this one's from a friend, C.A. Conrad. You don't have what it takes to be my nemesis. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you.
1: Thank you, Paper Hound and Kim on yeah. Wheels over there for such a great selection of books. Uh, Thanks and tq one a for hosting us. Um, and then our readers as well tonight for sharing your work with us. Uh, it was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you so, so much.
0: Yeah. What a wonderful evening. You're all the best people. Yeah. <laughs> In one room, it's pretty astounding. Yeah. Thank you. So, Stick around and okay? <laughs> read books and uh, yeah, yeah. Okay.